0: We're talking about bravery and courage this morning. There's been some brave people this morning coming up on stage. Also, we had some brave young people singing and dancing, playing the cajon. Got brave people on the welcome team. All sorts of brave people, really, really brave. So um, that's wonderful to see. Uh, other brave people are Stephen Lynn for allowing me to do the talk. Thank you. And um, I want to show you some pictures uh, There's a picture coming up of me doing an abseil down a hospital in Oxford. So when I stepped over the edge with the ropes and everything, I had to trust the ropes and the staff as I stepped over the edge and walked, bounced down the side of the building. Um, And I was pretty scared. Uh, also, when I was a few years before that in near Victoria Falls in Zambia, I stepped off a cliff that was about 120 metres high and dropped about 70 metres uh, with a rope that sw- and I swung across this gorge and the gorge swing and I was petrified about doing that. Um, but God gave me courage to do it and even more scary than that was when I was a teacher and my first ever lesson and I, well first ever lesson as a fully blown qualified teacher, I stood at the bottom of a corridor that sloped downwards in front of the music room waiting for this class and I arrived 30 year nines that looked all looked bigger than me because they were like that. And two of them were like, I think, over six foot and really burly lads. And I just thought, oh, my goodness, what am I doing? Are they going to eat me up for breakfast? I had to be brave, but God carried me through. So sometimes when we serve God just in the normal things at school in work, at home, out on the streets, in the community. We go and pray for people, maybe, or help people. It can be scary speaking to somebody for the first time. God gives us courage. I guess being brave is being scared, but going ahead, doing it anyway, trusting. We're going to watch a video of Joshua in the Bible who had to be brave and courageous.
1: The warrior leader. After Moses died, God gave his people a new leader. His name was Joshua, which means the Lord saves. Joshua was going to lead God's people into the special land God had promised to give them. By this time, God's people had been wandering around in that baking desert for 40 years. So you can imagine how sick they were of sand and anything yellow and tense and walking and being hot. And how happy they were to reach the edge of the desert and to see their beautiful new home right there in front of them, all cool and green and lovely. There was only one problem. Jericho. Jericho was a city, but it wasn't just any old city. It was a fortress, and it stopped anyone from getting into the land. The people looked at Jericho, at the big, giant, scary walls around it, at the tall, towering ramparts, at the heavy, iron gates bolted shut, at each other. What would they do? No one knew. But God knew, and God told Joshua what to do. But Joshua must have looked surprised because it was a very odd battle plan indeed, as we'll soon find out. Then God made his people a promise. I will always be with you, and I will never, ever leave you. If you do what I say, your lives in the new land will be happy and everything will go well. So Joshua gathered his army together. They had their swords and spears and shields. They were ready to fight. But the plan wasn't about fighting. It was about trusting and doing what God said. Joshua's army went marching, marching, marching around the city, day after day after day. They're too scared to fight, the people in Jericho said. Oh, but they were wrong. God's people weren't scared. They were waiting, waiting for God to tell them what to do next. On the seventh day, God told his people to march around the city, not once, but seven times. Then God told everyone to make as much noise as they could. Has anyone ever told you to make as much noise as you possibly can? Well, imagine that noise. Add 39,999 other people making that noise too. And you get the idea. Hmm? Ear splitting. And, as it turned out, stone splitting too. Because the huge, strong walls of Jericho just crumbled to the ground. As if they were made of sand. Jericho... Vanished in a great cloud of dust. So it was that God's people entered their new home. And they didn't have to fight to get in. They only had to walk. Joshua said, God has brought you safely here. Now will you do what he says. Everyone said, We promise. Only God can make your heart happy, Joshua said. So don't pray to pretend, gods. No, they said. Never. I'm afraid they didn't keep their promise. They didn't do what God said. And many years later, just as God had warned them, things would go badly for God's people. They would lose their home. Enemies would capture them and take them off as slaves. And God's people would scatter into many different lands. But God's plan was still working. One day, he would give his people another leader and another home. But this home, no one could ever take from
0: them. So before this story in the Bible, the Israelites... Israelites been wandering around and around and around in the desert for 40 years because they'd sent spies out to the promised land and they'd come back saying it's too scary, we can't take it. But God is a God of second chances, and 40 years later, Moses gives Joshua the job of leading the Israelites into the promised land. God told them to be bold and courageous. And he assured Joshua that he will be with him. Instead of being afraid, Joshua chose to believe God. And the rest of the community were inspired and also followed God into the promised land. In this story, God showed us, shows us that we can trust him. Years later, Jesus asks the same thing of his followers in Luke 9 and 10. We hear that he asked them to go into the towns and cities to go and pray for the sick and to bring the kingdom of God, to preach the kingdom of God. He tells them God's power and authority will be with them. They can trust trust him. And they come back filled with stories of healings, amazing miracles, because they chose to be brave. They trusted in what Jesus had asked them, and in the power of God. And Jesus asks that of us today, to pray and to let God do the work. Just like um, the people who came forward, and I caught them, they trusted me, and they had the chocolates the young people that came forward. They trusted me. It was a bit the one was a bit not sure, but they did trust me, and it proved to be OK. God says in the Bible over a hundred times, "Do not fear. God whispers to us, "Be bold. Be courageous. You can do it. Go for it." So who or what are we fighting? Well, in Ephesians 6, it says, we are not fighting against humans. We're not fighting people. We're fighting against the forces and authorities and rulers of darkness and powers in this spiritual world. So what is that? What are those rulers? What are those authorities? What is that darkness? Well, I think that is things like sickness and sin I think that's hatred and bullying and racism and injustice, poverty, elitism, terrorism and discrimination of minority groups. Joshua and the Israelites trusted God to use their marching and their music to bring the walls down. It wasn't fighting, it was marching and music, a creative way. And it made me think more recently how Martin Luther King Jr. and many people marched in peaceful protest against racism and hatred in America. They used music, people like Mahalia Jackson, gospel singers and folk singers, Bob Dylan. They sung, We Shall Overcome. Martin Luther King Jr. showed bravery and inspired by Jesus, he ultimately gave his own life in the name of love. He said, we must not allow our creative protest to degenerate into physical violence. Again and again, we must rise to the majestic heights of meeting physical force with soul force. I love that, soul force. That's the power of God. And Jesus, God on earth, had to be so very brave himself. In Philippians, it says, Christ Jesus, though he was God, he appeared in human form. And he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. And the night before he went to the cross, he prayed in the garden and he sweated blood with anxiety. He was scared, but he was brave. He trusted. So how do we become brave? Well, one important way, I think, is to spend time with God, like Jesus did in the garden, in stillness. God gives us courage by making us feel secure in who we are in him. When we know his love and his peace, his grace, his acceptance, his freedom, his compassion, it gives us confidence to then go out into the world, into our schools, our work, into our communities and the streets, and to bring that love and that joy, that peace, that compassion, that kindness, to share it and see God's kingdom come in people's lives to make the world a better place. In a few minutes' time, we will sing a song that says, You Make Me Brave. You might not know it. You can listen or you can join in and sing it with us. It says, You are not for us. God is not You are. You are for us. (laughs) God is for us and not against us. And it says, I've heard you calling my name. I've heard the song of love that you sing. So we're going to spend time now with God. And God makes us brave. He makes us brave to love and to live. Brave to forgive and to give. Brave to believe and receive. Brave to grieve, brave to go, brave to leave. He makes us brave to bring peace and break up fights. Brave to share and pray for the sick. He makes us brave to love and brave to live. So if the band wants to come up and we're going to sing this song, you make me brave and just be still if you can, be quiet if you can, and rest in God's presence as we sing this, and then we'll have time to come and get prayer to be prayed for, for specific things. And children, you can look at the words, listen to the words, listen to the music, and feel God speaking his wonderful words. Be bold, be courageous, because courageous, I love you.